It is really a rare occurrence when you know the entire world is thinking about the same thing. But that is what's happening right now. After more than a year of living through the COVID-19 pandemic, we have a vaccine, a few of them actually, and people across the globe are thinking about vaccines, they're talking about vaccines, and they're deciding whether or not they're going to take a vaccine. While every Christian can agree that Jesus is Lord, not every Christian is going to come to the same conclusion on taking a COVID-19 vaccine. One thing that would help is if we just simply talked about it. As Christians, and with the help of a special guest, that is what the Religion Podcast is going to do right now. Welcome to the Religion Podcast with Adam and Blake, where a couple of broken dudes ask a bunch of questions about the answer and the life that comes with living for it. Religion Podcast, episode 11. 11. We made it. Yeah, I know. Past, <laughs> we passed the we national past average. The, the 10 mark, which is supposed to be when everything falls apart. So this is the Religion Podcast. This is it. This is it. I'm Blake. I'm Adam. And we've called in a ringer. We have a guest. We have a guest. This is our first ever guest. And for this particular, not even just for, for this particular topic, we just thought, hey, we got to get our buddy Dallas McKinney in here. So yeah, uh, Dallas, welcome to the Religion Podcast. This is not hey. your first podcast venture, but it's your first one with us. So thanks for uh, sure. tagging along with us. Tell uh, us a little bit about your podcasting background. Podcast. Oh wow! So, uh, first long-time listener, first-time caller on this <laughs> on this show. Nice. Uh, but me and a couple of other buddies have a a more nerdy podcast, if you will. Wow. Um, it's called Doctor and a Lawyer. That we generally talk. About. We just did one two days ago. I think it's two days ago about one division. Wrap that up. Ooh. Uh, so we talked about uh, Star Wars. I've actually listened to a few of them. They're, they're pretty interesting. They're down, they are nerdy, but I enjoy it. We sometimes get down some deep rabbit holes of, of the nerd culture, but. That's all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I think on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably, probably in like the six range. And I would say that based on what I've heard about your podcast, it's like, you start talking about the Mandalorian, you immediately realize, oh my gosh, these guys are on a level that I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like Dallas gets angry about it. I, so, yeah, I did. I got a little ranty on one of our Star Wars. Yeah, I think I listened <laughs> so, to that one. And they yeah. just assumed, they're like, okay, let's just leave Dallas out of the conversation because he can <laughs> yeah. talk about it without his blood pressure going up. So <laughs> hopefully oh this isn't going to be one of those conversations. Oh, no. no. This no. is going to be just a fun-loving conversation. This is something that, Blake, you and I really haven't done that much is just sort of go off the cuff. So not really to no. keep it pretty scripted, but I don't know. I think, I think we may, well, we'll either never do it again, or it may be something <laughs> that we normally regularly do. So, well, uh, Adam, you know, Adam or somebody t talked about their, you know, blood pressure going up, which is obviously a health concern. And this is kind of a really sad way for me to, you know, segue into what we're actually going to be talking about, which is vaccines. Not necessarily something you hear about in the Bible, not necessarily something that 
you know, as a Christian podcast, I don't think that, you know, you didn't see anything in the Ten Commandments about, you know, thou shalt be vaccinated or <laughs> you didn't hear Jesus, you know, when he was delivering the Sermon on the Mount. He wasn't like, oh, and by the way, let's talk about vaccines. No, it's just something that everybody's talking about because it's literally it's literally the biggest story in the world right now. I think you could, I, I don't think you can really argue with that. It was the pandemic and now it's these vaccines that are supposed to, supposed to once everybody is vaccinated and once all these other things, I hypothetically sort of get us out of the pandemic. But I well, think, like, the thing this whole pandemic thing has had stages of polarization. And yes. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is politically motivated, but not all mm -hmm. of it. But like we've had the mask debate that's been ongoing the entire time. Should we be yeah. masking? Should we not? And then mm -hmm. as Christians, then that's created a division within a lot of churches. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of churches may not even come back from this because they've lost so many people because of distancing, because of shutting down and because of difference of opinion, mm -hmm. um, you know, the 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 belief that if you wear a mask you're lacking faith um mm -hmm. or if you don't wear a mask you're being reckless um, you know it i think that conversation is like well you're either in one or you're in the other and mm -hmm. if i'm in one and you're in the other then then we're against each other yeah. and the vaccine has become the same thing and so i think when blake and i talked about doing this it was we felt like maybe it was time to have that conversation to see that kind of like the political episodes that we've done in the past and the yeah the other episodes that were kind of polarizing but it was like you know what we don't land a hundred or zero like we talked about the sliding scale and you know everybody is either on one end or the other but mm -hmm. you know sometimes we may most people probably land somewhere in the middle and they just have to pick a side of that middle to to land on so yeah uh, we're not here to educate anybody we're not um cdc specialists or doctors or anything no, like no, that no. but um, and dallas isn't either he may no. be he may oh. be like yeah he may be a doctor in mandalorianology but he is not a doctor in a, in actual <laughs> medicine yeah so this may be a good time dallas tell us a little about yourself uh well let's say my name is dallas um, i am a big nerd uh, love jesus uh uh, let's see, have a, a family. Uh, this is my basement. Uh, <laughs> they won't be able to see it. This is yeah. Only audio. Yeah. Uh, if you can hear it, that's the sound of a basement. Um, they uh, <laughs> work with Adam. Uh, we uh, all have met in some point at uh, church. I don't know. What else do you want to know? I don't uh, know. So, what do you teach? I teach criminal justice. Uh, so, okay. um, kind of live and have stayed in that world for a long time before i taught it so i worked in it either in corrections or uh, law enforcement got some private security stuff cool and thing. you are also the way that we originally met was we were both youth pa youth pastors at like these neighboring churches yeah and uh, so we competed for people no right <laughs> you were you were you were at different events recruiting young christians yes, yes. yeah two of your team, tables yeah. set up and yeah, uh, we did. Recruiting them. <laughs> cast lots whenever there was a tie yeah <laughs> no, no we did so it was, yeah it was funny like we knew each other and then we sort of 
didn't see each other for a long time. And then yeah. he actually ends up getting hired to teach criminal justice. And I think that came about by a random lunch that a mutual friend of ours who was also working at the college at the time, we just started, we said, Hey, let's all meet up. Dallas is going to come too. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I haven't saw him in forever. And while we're there, I'm like, Oh, you do criminal justice. Well, we're going to hire somebody for that. And like, that was, I think how you found out about the job. So oh yeah, uh, now he's right down the hall from me. So anyway, um, how many of you guys have gotten the vaccine? I have. Have you gotten both? Yes. Okay. So you're double dosed. I'm double dosed. You're fully vaxxed. Fully vaxxed. Okay. So I am, I am half vaxxed. I took mine on Wednesday and, uh, the arm is still a little sore and I had a little bit of a headache yesterday, but I guess when it comes to, you know, side effects and things like that, I guess I kind of lucked out a little bit. So one down, one to go is the way I look at it. So, and I haven't had you. either yet. So we've actually got all three stages. Go. Not because I'm avoiding it yet. It's just I haven't had the opportunity to get it. Um, I'm kind of in the middle on, you know, trying to hurry to get it or just I'll get it when I, you know, when I can get in. So okay. that's kind of so, where I'm at. My yeah, wife so, has actually had both, though. Okay. So so th- I think this is just a good place to go uh, – kind of go just kind of dive into what we're going to be talking about and uh in different you know kind of stages of the whole idea of just getting vaccines in general i mean i was wondering uh dallas i'll just ask you to start like as far as like your personal experience with getting vaccines like when did you notice that just the idea of like getting or not getting a vaccine was kind of like a thing because i feel like there's a time whenever you're growing up and you're just like your parents take you to get the shot and then you get the shot and then you go through and then maybe you go through part of your life where they say you need to get your vaccine and then you just say okay i need to get my vaccine and then yeah, at some like, point you get to a point where you notice like wait there's people that aren't getting it and they have their reasons so like when did you kind of notice that what like where does what was your stance on it and when did you kind of notice that there was one that might be different than yours uh, i think it was whenever i was an adult like i started seeing a rift probably at the advent of social media thing Mm -hmm. that there was a big rift because growing up, like you said, like you were like, Oh, it's time to get your booster shot. So you can start the first grade or whatever. And you would go get them. And they're like, this one might might make your legs not work for a couple of hours. Like you might be wobbly (laughs) walking. And that was super fine. I don't even know which vaccine that was, but I do remember a time where it was like, I, it's hard to walk today. And it's because of this vaccine. And it was super cool. By everybody. <laughs> I never got the Maybe. wobbly leg vaccine. Did you, did you get it like in a back trunk? Yeah. Like in a back alley somewhere? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> behind Walmart, there was a guy. Discount was giving out vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. Back alley boosters. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, you just got your vaccines. Nobody talked about them ever. Like it was never anything that was ever discussed. So do you think like that there were anti-vaxxers before social media? I. I, I did a little bit of research on this, and apparently, as long as there has been vaccines, there have been anti-vaccine people. So right. I think what they're, for, for, for a variety of reasons, I mean, we're talking like smallpox and tetanus and stuff like right. that. Like, yeah. there's still, there's, there's as, as long as there's a vaccine that comes out, there's going to be a faction of people who are like, and it tends to be, at least based on what I was researching, for a lot of the same reasons, just the idea of like being 
having a sense of agency, government control kind of thing, like not mm-hmm. one that, you know, necessarily lack of trust. Every, yeah, lack of trust in your institutions and things like that. And we um, do need to preface this by saying like this isn't an anti anti-vaxxer. No, no, or no. Whatever. Like, I mean, I know there's there's people that do have legit reasons not to get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. I know people that, you know, that have some stories that I mean, I, I can't discredit, you know, they had a, uh, my wife works with someone who had uh, a really bad, uh, a really bad side effect from the flu vaccine and like almost died from it. So yeah, um, she's really hesitant about that. But, you know, so for her, she actually, I think got the COVID vaccine, but it was not a light decision because she had to factor all that in. So yeah. I know there are some things um, I think we may talk about like people who are in high risk categories and Dallas, you may be able to to you know allude to that a little bit um at some point whenever whenever yeah that but yeah we don't want to make light of it at all but you know i don't know there's certain things i think have caught in traction yeah because of social media and then they've become a thing right yeah people had a personal conviction and then now we have a social media conviction i think the internet in general probably like you know, before social media came around, I guarantee you there was probably like little chat rooms and things like that where people yeah. were like, oh, you're not taking the vaccine too. And then, you know, suddenly the, the whole entire world has opened up to you through your computer and you're realizing yeah. that you're not the only one who has these views and that somebody in some other country across the world has these views. And then next thing you know, y'all are talking about it. You're, uh, you're sort of, you know, reinforcing your own ideas and your own experiences and things like that. And then social media just blew it up completely. I mean, part of the reason why I think people think the world is coming to an end is because they can see more of what's happening in the world. You know, like there's some people who are, you can, you can see a lot more of the fallenness of this world and a lot of the things that people are thinking in this world through social media. And so I think that that just reinforces all of that. So, uh, and like I said, and like Adam said, this is not a, by the time this episode is over, we're not saying, so now you all need to go get vaccinated because blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, Isn't no, that. because we, we know that there's people in both camps and we don't know they either. have the reasons yeah. for I mean, taking it and not taking it. And some of those reasons for taking it and for not taking it could totally be based on their faith in Jesus and yeah, their, right. yeah. So, uh, so what Adam, you know, Dallas kind of touched on the, his personal experience with it. Is yours kind of similar where it's like you sort of grew up and you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know there was a choice. And then I think the first time I ever really met someone who was really, really anti-vax was through working. Um, you know, I met, met an individual or two that had a very strong opinion of that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was, it was like, wow, like you are really, you, you are really more serious about this than I am. Um, I didn't know you. I didn't know people like you existed. On yeah, I did. I just didn't know that. It was like, whoa, like, but, you know, they had, uh, you know, a kid that had some sort of a reaction and, you know, I don't know all the details of it, but, you know, if that, something happened to one of my kids, I would be a lot more concerned as well, which I think maybe opens up another question on this is, you know, like I may be able to make this decision for myself, but for my kids, like, what do you guys think? All of y'all are parents. Like I'm, I'm a lot more cautious with my kids uh, than I would be myself because it's not been tested on kids at this point. But even when there is a vaccine that's, that's tested for kids, I'm going to be a little bit cautious because just to give you a little background, uh, one of my young, my youngest uh, boy, he has um, 
I don't know, we, we had to do this genetic testing at one point in time and he has this um, mutation of some sort of gene that could impact his ability to absorb medications, uh, vaccinations, his, you yeah. know, his body doesn't produce or th that gene isn't complete. Um, yeah. So it could cause his body to react with certain things. And so like for me, if my oldest one, which we haven't had him tested on that, but if he had that too, then I would definitely be caught. But if, you know, if he didn't, and I think everything was fine and it was proven, I would be a little more open to that. But for my youngest that I know has that, mm -hmm. I'm going to really approach that, you know, a little bit different, I guess. And yeah. so I know there's a lot of people with their kids that, you know, that might be like, you know, I might do it myself, but I don't know. I don't know about the kids. Dallas, you're a fellow girl dad. Where are you at on it? Uh, if it was tested, I think I would be uh, on board. She She's healthy, you know, as far as we know. And so I don't think, you know, we would obviously do it in a doctor's office and not just like in a drive-through setting where like you can sit and if there is something that happens, uh, mm -hmm. there are people that will intervene, but uh, she's never had reactions to other vaccines and uh, she's a kid so she's constantly like touching her face and other people's face and kids share <laughs> the worst garbage imaginable so uh, anything to you know just keep her from getting sick because when she gets sick man like she goes down so mm. yeah that's I think that's the hardest part of it about being a parent is balancing that line of like protecting yeah. your children from both sides yeah like you yeah. want to protect them from being sick you want to protect them from you know something else and and so yeah that's it's tough um yeah the kids uh, i know makes it makes it difficult yeah i know i know that with my with my girl it's kind of like i have a weird feeling that by the time it would be approved for kids we're pro we will probably be at some sort of thing resembling herd immunity anyway but right. if i knew that it was tested as thoroughly as the one that i took then i would probably be like okay you can, you know, I know that there's lots of data out there that, you know, depending on who you talk to is where, you know, the children that are, are all, all of our kids are right around the same age. And they're the ones that are both least likely to get it and least likely to spread it apparently, but it's still, okay. It's like, well then stop right there. I want to, I got a question. What okay. if it were the opposite? Okay. What if they were the ones that were most susceptible? Because it's easy for us to say, oh, I don't know about my kids, because kids haven't really been affected by this nearly as much. Right as but what if this was like polio uh, mm. to where kids were getting this and they, you know, they couldn't walk for the rest of their life. Or, you know, you know, now if they were getting this and like a large percentage of children were getting very, very sick or dying from it, um, how would that influence? It's easy for us to take a stand when there's not a lot at stake, I think. Sure. And yeah. even for me personally, like, it, I'm not as in a rush to get it because people in my demographic, uh, my age, you know, I, I'm not at high risk. And so it's easier for me to say, oh, you know, I'm not that worried about it, whatever. But then like my grandparents or uh, my parents, you know, they're a little more high risk. And so I'm a little more inclined to say, you guys need to think about this. Yeah. Uh, but if it were me, like if, if it was hitting, you know, 36 year old males, mm -hmm. I, like I think a ton of bricks. I, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's easier for me to say, Oh, you know, it's not a big thing because it, it's not hit in my house. Um, yeah. And the same way with the kids. So if it were affecting kids at a drastically higher rate, then I, what? Would, I would probably have a different 
take on it <laughs> to yep. be quite honest right. with you because I'm thinking, <laughs> because you know as a parent one your your primary responsibility is to protect your family and protect your children and you're sitting there thinking like and you've got this thing that could just ravage them completely and potentially and I don't see how I could look at that and see a vaccine on the horizon with you know that has the same stats as the one that are currently out and be like I'm just going to roll the dice with this one it's like I'm yeah. going to roll the dice with my girl's health it's like yeah, I probably would fine. be like all right, how are we gonna? How can we get this vaccine in my child as as soon as possible? Because kind of a risk reward, like, I think. You yeah. Know, the the how much is the risk, and then is it worth the risk of the vaccine or yeah. or risk the the virus? Okay. So one one thing I wanted to ask about before we move on to something else is, so Adam, you still haven't been vaccinated, but your wife has. Yes. Dallas, you are double dosed. I got my first shot. I'm getting my second uh for next month but leading up to the decision to get that was there any point whenever you and there may even still be points that you feel like this where you were kind of like uneasy about getting it where you were like ah like i know that they're saying you should get it and it's got a night and it's like the the stats look great and all this stuff but i'm what is it what is it about this vaccine that's making me not want to jump in line to get it um, not, there wasn't really anything that gave me pause, but I'm also someone who kind of jumps into things pretty quick. Um, there was a, a surgery not too long ago that I, I said yes to well before I ever thought about anything. <laughs> not uh, a small so, surgery. Yeah. That uh, fact. Okay. So explain that situation because that factors into your possibly being high risk. You don't right. have to go into a lot of detail, but. Sure. Uh, there was a gentleman uh, that I, I knew, uh, were pretty good friends, who was having uh, like a liver failure issue. He was having a, an autoimmune response where his body was rejecting his own liver. And so uh, he was on the list to receive uh, a liver. Uh, he was progressively getting worse. And we had talked about uh, the fact that you can do living donor, living uh, liver donations, where they will remove part of your liver. Uh, your liver will regenerate. The part that you give will also regenerate. But it's a pretty lengthy, risky process. Um, before I even really thought about it, before I really talked about it with the people that I probably should have talked to about it, I was like, "Absolutely, sure. Where do we, where do we sign up? How do you, how do we do this?" And uh, <laughs> uh, then after talking about it, I was like, "Maybe I should have uh, talked about this," which still went through with it. But uh, I do tend to jump with both feet uh when in when the bus comes around okay so that's good to know because that maybe helps categorize you differently than someone who is overly cautious exactly yeah i i I was always the person that i would take a test and would blaze through it and then after the fact be like oh no i'm worried like i never worried before the (laughs) test i worried after the test yeah so So, do you think that procedure puts you in any sort of high-risk category I was afraid it, it would. So before I, I'd gotten the vaccine, I did call the hospital, which we did the procedure, and they had said that I was okay because you know, I still have my original parts. They've regenerated, that I was not uh, on the high-risk list. But I did ask beforehand because I knew that was something that could throw a wrench in the whole thing. You know, yeah. I wanted, to, wanted to clear myself. 
for so that. I didn't want to call them after the fact and be like, um, I'm, I'm, I, need to <laughs> I got this shot. I hope it's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. But did yeah. that help you understand people who may be high risk? Like, oh, absolutely. Like the recipients, yeah. I think, are more high risk than the donors in that situation. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's uh, like any, you can see why somebody would say, you know what? Not for me. Yeah. Not worth and it. I, yeah. And anybody that is making any sort of medical decision on anything should really weigh like, your background, what's going on. I mean, if you take Tylenol, you should probably kind of check the label and check things that you got going on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you're high risk, absolutely, that should weigh heavy on your decisions. All right, so Dallas, that's your decision. Um, there was a little factor in there that played in. So, Blake, what about you? Well, so like I said, I just got the I just got the first shot and got a second one coming next month. And I've never been one of these people who has been a what you would call an anti-vaxxer or and any other vaccine that I've taken prior to this. I've never had any kind of hesitancy toward, I'm not going to lie, I had a little bit of hesitancy toward this one. And I think social media probably doesn't help. If you stay on social media long enough, you're going to hear enough things and see enough things to where it might put like the tiniest bit of doubt in your head as to uh, whether you should do this or not. And one of the things that I think one of the things that was a big thing was the fact that this thing was developed and distributed so quickly. When you learn about vaccines, you, a lot of times you realize a vaccine normally takes eight to 10 years to be fully developed from the time that for, through all the clinical trials and everything else to the time where it's actually approved for distribution into the general public. And then you see this vaccine was developed in less than a year. And to some people that's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then to some people, like you think to, you think to yourself, okay, did they really go through all the steps that they needed to go through? Yeah. To get this thing out. And like, did they are you sure that they didn't cut any corners? Cause like when you see, when you learn something normally takes eight to ten years, and then you find out that this thing, I know it normally takes eight to ten years, but we got this one out in a year. Yeah, so, we just sped this one up. We just so shoot this thing. It's into like your saying arm. if you okay, if you went to if I invited you to my house for Thanksgiving dinner and I was mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to cook a turkey, and this turkey usually takes eight hours to cook or however mm -hmm. long, <laughs> and you have to thaw it for like two days, right? You know when you yeah. thaw a turkey, and I said, but you know what, I cook this one in 25 minutes, <laughs> and I thawed <laughs> it. I just put it out this morning, and like I just put it in a bunch of hot water and you know, left it out in the sink overnight and, you know, it's, it'll be fine. You know, probably not gonna get sick. It's not yeah. Big, right. Would you be a little bit skeptical because right, yeah. normally this is a pretty big process and you seem mm -hmm. to cut some corners. I yeah. might not eat the turkey. And uh, yeah. And that's a turkey. Yeah. So that's a turkey. It, you know, and you're thinking like might throw up a little bit, but you know, well, yeah, you know worst, worst case scenario, you get food poisoning for a couple of days. And then this one, you know, you're hearing about, you know, there's there's all these little things that contributed to my hesitancy between the amount of time, the short amount of time that it took to develop it and distribute it. And then, of course, you hear about how these first couple of types of vaccines that are coming out 
they're a type of vaccine that hasn't really been done in humans before. And then there's, and then you Because it doesn't have the live virus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, then there's that. And, and then you, and then on top of that, you're sort of watching people react to this virus in real time. And even though, as far as like our government and our institutions are concerned, and even though chances are they're just doing the best they can. When you see like these supposed health experts be like, don't wear a mask. Okay, now wear a mask. Now you got to wear two masks. And maybe you shouldn't wear this mask, but you need to wear this mask and all these other things. And then you're just thinking like, oh my gosh, like there's so much. Yeah, yeah are they I just making that, stuff up? Yeah, it's like- or trying to I control us is, or- I know a lot of this is just like, that's how science works. You get new information. Yeah. And then you, We're just seeing the process- we're seeing how the sausage is made in this one yeah, because exactly. it's so critical. And it's, un- and and it's unsettling right sometimes because exactly. you literally feels like they're like- Like this they- stuff happens on some scale all the time. Like yeah. there's, you oh, know, yeah. like I know a guy who works somewhere. I don't even know where it's like top secret. Um, but, um, and that's what he is. He's like a nuclear chemist or something. Like he deals with mm-hmm. contagious diseases and um, all this stuff. And it's like, really that's what you do he's like yeah that's what we do all the time and he said COVID is the farthest thing from our radar right now because there's so many other things that that I know about and you guys just don't hear about it but this is oh great (laughs) uh, yeah and it's like but you know it's contained and but he's like we're worried about smallpox and you know that kind of stuff and you know this is down the scale from what it could be so yeah it's bad and you know all that but like we're dealing with this every day like that's his full-time job he didn't just get hired because covid started like there's people that are dealing with this all the time but it's covid was just another thing to add to his list it's usually not blasted on tv and on social media all the time and everybody around us is now a contagious disease expert yes and a vaccine expert and a medical expert and a ventilators expert and (laughs) hydroxychloroquine expert like everybody knows <laughs> and a and a plexiglass about this. expert plexiglass and, like, i wish i would have invested in plexiglass before this oh my was gosh no kidding. yeah i remember and, the first time i went through kroger or lowe's or somewhere and they had the plate and i was like this is the craziest thing i've ever seen like put plexiglass in front of that that person and like she just licked her hand and handed me my change <laughs> but you know here we are and so like i remember how crazy that scene and now it's just like the norm so yeah. yeah, this year has really retrained us a little bit. Oh yeah, I remember the sheer panic of wearing a mask and then having to sneeze. Like what do I do? <laughs> not it? knowing what to do, I was like, do I pull my mask down because I don't want to sneeze in my own face? And then I just like <laughs> raise my hands and sneeze. You like, raised your hands. So liberating. Because I didn't know what to do. I was like, why did it's I? Like, you look like just... you were praising Jesus, and you're just going, ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, and then I was like, now I'm in a, my own swamp. Uh, <laughs> gross. But it didn't get on anybody. I was like, so it did what it was. It's basically a diaper for your face. It really is. It's perfect. Just you got to let it out. It doesn't feel good. You're going to be in it for a while, but it's just for you. It was a little freeing. Like the first time you like pee in the lake and you're like, (laughs) like, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You can, yeah. yeah. This is what this podcast has been missing. (laughs) Peeing in the lake. (laughs) Yep. I wasn't expecting that uh, that comparison, but oh, I, I, I was. Like, I knew something was going to come. So, so back to what I was thinking about as far as what changed my hesitancy about this, and I think 
I think a lot of it comes from like trusting the people who are experts or more educated on it that are the closest to you that you actually interact with on a regular basis. Yeah, like one no thing that agenda. Yeah. That one, like one thing that, you know, whenever the whole mask thing was happening and we had to, whenever the, whenever the pandemic first hit and our church had to close the doors and we finally decided to reopen the doors to people to come in, it was like, they did, they, their reasoning was, we're not going to listen to the government ex, the, the government or the CDC or whatever. We talked to people who work in the medical profession in our church. And we asked them, what do you think we should do? And the overwhelming consensus was, if you bring people back, you should probably wear masks. And so that's what we did. So I go in for a health checkup one day with my general practitioner. And I say, and I just asked him, I was like, so how many thousands of times have you been asked about this vaccine so far? Which is kind of like my low-key way of asking him about the vaccine, because then he's, he's talking about it. And then he's like, he's like, here's what I tell people. He's like, me personally, I'm going to take it. And there's a lot of people who say that they're, they're hesitant about it or they're scared of it because of how rushed it was, but there hasn't been a single vaccine or number of vaccines that have been watched this closely ever and have been this heavily vetted and all of these things. And from everything that I've read about it and seen and everything else, I feel comfortable taking it. So yeah. I feel like my general practitioner has my personal best interest in mind. And so I was like, if he's going to take it, then he's probably not going to be like, well, listen, I'm going to take it. Now you, on the other hand, no, nah, don't, no, no, no. Because, and if that was the case, he'd probably tell me, he'd be like, yeah. you shouldn't take it because For according to your chart, A, B, C, yeah. and D, but he's like, I well, think he didn't get like, his medical degree from Facebook. Yeah, he right. did not get his medical degree from have. Facebook. I saw the degrees on his wall. They were not, they were not they were from not, Facebook. Mark or Zuckerberg did not sign them. Right. And he's, <laughs> so, he's not benefiting one way or the other if you get it or no, not. So it's not like he has trying a, to be giving you advice, not yeah. to sway you. I think that's yeah. the big thing is like because a lot of this has been pushed down from, you know, authority um, mm -hmm. and almost forced down people's throats. And then there's been polarizing political climate, um, especially during the last administration that was you know, all one way and then the others were all the other way. And it was just fight, fight, fight. And what one said, the others were going to discredit. And, you know, it was just this constant, like people made their mind up based on the position of their party or the position of their candidate. So like, I've wondered if this happened four years earlier or four years later, would we be, would everyone who's on one side be on the other side? Like Possibly, yeah. would the people who are against the vaccine before it, and the people who are for it be against it. Uh, right. Just because, you know, I don't want to give credit to this Republican or this Democrat. Um, so I think that's a part of me too, that like the people that I know that are so hardcore against this and that are so informed or mm -hmm. misinformed um, and have such a strong feeling against it, especially like I look at where their motivation is and it always goes back to politics. In mm -hmm. Well, not always, but most of the time, like you can right. tell, their argument is based on politics. It's not based on science. It's not based on their faith even. It's based on their political agenda or their candidate's political agenda. So uh, yeah. for me, um, uh, I don't know. My, I, didn't, I haven't really worried about it too much, I guess. Um, my big thing is 
I think with the masks, um, a lot of a lot of Christians would say, you know, we need to have faith. We need to trust God that God will protect us from this virus, even if we get it. Um, we need to use wisdom, but we also need to have faith. We can't be scared. We can't live in fear. And this may even blend into a, a topic that you've got later, and this may be a good way to to, to go into that. But uh, how your faith impacted that? Um, yeah. For me, I look at that the same way, and I think, okay, if I have faith that God can protect me from this virus, if it's His will, and I'm going to trust Him with that, then I can have the same faith that He's. You know, if I'm using wisdom, I'm trying my best to keep myself and my family healthy, and I'm not just following. You know, there's some people that, that would say, well, the government says to do it. They would never lead us astray. No, they've never done that before. So mm-hmm. there is a little bit of government distrust on my end. Like, I'm like, oh, what's, what's your agenda here? And so I kind of have to sort through that. Um, I can fall down that hole if I let myself, but yeah, I'm not going to figure it out. Let's just be honest. Like, I'm not going to crack the code. I'm not going to find the recipe that they're using for this and be able to you know, break it down and go, Oh, I see the mystery ingredient. You know, I don't think if you look at the ingredients, the mark of the beast is listed on the ingredients list. So I'm not going to find it. I have to trust those people that, that are in the medical field. Um, you know, I do air conditioning work and, you know, people call me like the doctor and say, you know, what should I do about the vaccine? They say, what should I leave my thermostat set on? Or how often should I change my filters? And like, I kind of have a stock answer based on what I've researched and, or, you know, should I get this product? What do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, I think that's, you know, a bunch of stuff. Like I, they're trying to sell you something. Or I think that's really good because I've researched it. Um, and so I would trust those people. Most of the people who are in the medical field that I know are for it because they know the science as best they can makes sense. Um, they've researched it. I've just listened to the conversations. I haven't researched. I haven't found any medical documents, any scientific research like even if i did i wouldn't be able to make any sense of it so all i'm doing is is all that everyone the majority of people are doing besides people in the medical field is just finding someone to listen to and then putting whatever percentage of stake they want in that person's argument and and then some people are are having an agenda and they're finding someone with some letters behind their name to back Mm -hmm. up their their belief and so they're saying, oh, look, this doctor says that it's going to kill you if you get the vaccine. See, he's a doctor and he agrees with me. And, they're, you know, they're not using their wisdom. They're just trying to win the argument. Um, yeah. So for me, I've got to have faith in it. If, you know, if these people are doing it, if it's going to get us back to normal, we've got to get back to normal, mm-hmm. um, whatever that looks like. But we've got, Something to, get, we've got to get away from yeah, this. Right. Like, I'm so done um, with all this. <laughs> But, Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's I'm ready to do something else. And, like, Sunday our pastor said, uh, we're getting ready to just break out of our houses, I hope. Come back to church. Like, we're, we're going to get ready to hug each other again. Like, it's going to happen. It, I, you know, I believe it. And I didn't even realize until he said that how much I needed that. And when he mm-hmm. said that, like, I went, oh, Lord, please, yes. I need yeah. this. Bad. And it was just like it just went, like, it just came, you know. I was like, yeah, yes, we need that. And like, I think everybody's carrying around this weight of this whole thing and we're processing it in our own way. But through that, if we've picked a lane and we're bound and determined to win this argument and crush anyone that's in the other one, eventually we have to look at each other again. 
we have to face each other again. And I don't want to fall out with you over a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to lose Dallas as a friend because he's not taking it and I am or vice versa. So Mm -hmm. we all have to do what's best for us and best for our families. We have to use wisdom. We have to use discretion. We should be praying about this thing and asking God, give me judgment. Give me, give me guidance. Give me wisdom. Mm -hmm. And from that, if wherever you land, you have to have enough faith to say, I'm comfortable with where I am. I believe that this is where God's got me on it and I'm going to trust him to take care of the rest. And if I get this shot and 10 years from now, it ends up, you know, everybody turns into zombies or something. Um, I, I was trying my best, you know, like, I mean, that's all I can do is is live with that. Like, I'm not going to crack the code. So I've got to pick a lane and just say, God, this is where I'm at. You know, watch over me and my family. Yeah. So that's, that's where I land on it. So I'm going to get it probably, like I said, I haven't been in a big, huge rush, but uh, when I get the opportunity, I'm going to get it. Yeah. So, uh, so Dallas, what, you know, whenever we're thinking about, we kind of talked about how, whether they're vaccine advocates or vaccine sort of skeptics, people can get really, really, really passionate about this stuff. And sometimes it can lead to some pretty interesting information. They'll throw out some interesting, uh, sometimes wild claims about vaccines one way or the other. Like what is one of the most like, what do you do when you encounter these people? And what are some of like the, the most outlandish things that you've heard about maybe this particular vaccine because i think this is the one that is like people are getting the most stirred up over for sure based on just everything um i've heard everything from like bill gates has footed the bill to use this to control populations to you know there's nanotech in this that will track our every move for the rest of forever or mutate our genes um and when I hear those those things, and I've heard on the other side, you know, if it's going to track my every move, they'll know what couch I'm sitting on. Exactly right. They'll, they'll come and <laughs> so check what? on me more often because I'm like, is he dead? Oh no, he's just <laughs> he hasn't moved in three days. Does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but usually, whenever I like, because I've had people like face to face tell me those things, and if they start there, like, there's no, like taking them any other direction so i yeah, just there's no compromise there yeah so i just smile and nod and go huh. cool and then did you, say Q- about- did you say QAnon? QAnon, <laughs> yeah smiling on oh sorry go smiling ahead. on uh, that's, <laughs> that's the uh, conspiracy theory group that i belong to um i just smile and nod like i'm not going to change their mind i'm not going to wreck their day either trying yeah. to die on this hill so let's move you know that, yeah Hmm, that's an interesting take on things and move on like i'm not gonna like throw down right here and be like oh yeah well we're not gonna leave here until i've convinced you otherwise on yeah. either side like if no. there's other people they're like well if you don't take the vaccine then you're going to hell because or you people. are a reckless careless yeah. person who yes. doesn't care about people yeah and, and the same thing on that side like you know i might say you know well eh, maybe maybe not not that extreme but interesting yeah. take and move on because there's not yeah. if that's where they start and like they're not like well maybe this but they've already like driven their flag way into the ground mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna like I heard someone say they were about the masks like i'm agnostic about this mask like right. I just, whatever like i just yeah. i don't 
I haven't planted my flag on it. And I'm kind of the same way about the vaccine. Like, I, I don't, I don't have a enough of, I don't have enough proof or enough knowledge to have enough passion to fight you. Right. So yeah. you do what's best for you. I'll do what's best for me. Don't start shoving it down my throat. Like, yeah, I'm figuring yeah. this out too. Like, we're all just trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. And the moment you go above, like, you know, I, I think about the scale, like, you know, if, if we're all in the 70 to, you know, whatever, like the plus 20 to minus 20 on this scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can talk. Right. And yeah. we can all go, man, I don't know either, you know, but then when you yeah. come in at a hundred on either side, <laughs> I'm immediately done with this conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not basing anything on any sort of logic because logic includes everything. Like it shows that you process this yeah. and it says, I did, I looked at this, 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 and this, but when you come in, you go, you, you know what? you know, this is why you should, or this is why you shouldn't. And that's the end of the story. Like I'm done with the conversation because there's no moving you far enough yeah. for us to ever be able to, to help each other. Yeah, All yeah. you're trying to do is pull me to your side. Yeah. And I don't want it to anymore. be like, I don't want the rest of like our time to be super uncomfortable. So I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. We're just going to, I'm just going to nod my head and smile. And then we'll talk about, uh, Talk about Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like bring it bring it back to WandaVision or something. Blake, what's Uh, the craziest thing you've heard? Well, I mean, I think that the one thing that is, I mean, like I said, I've heard a lot of that stuff. I've heard something related to like, you know, if you get the vaccine, then basically you're going to be like a walking 5G tower or something. Uh, like they're you know the Chinese are playing. Be good because at least I could get cell service out here. Right? No kidding. No, there is a there is a dead spot in my house. If I was a if I was my own hotspot, that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, But then you know the funny thing (laughs) is, is there's so many YouTube videos out there about this vaccine being the mark of the beast. There's so you took mine. That was mine. Well, okay. Well, skin. Cut that (laughs) out. I can't help it. That's that's one of the most common things, and and. You know, I just think that, oh man, you know, like the same people that have had enough faith to protect themselves from not wearing the mask seem to lack faith when it comes to the vaccine. Bingo. And it's, and it's interesting. And it's like, it's like, so you're going to, you're going to walk around without a mask and be like, Jesus has got me. I'm covered. God will protect me. And he'll protect and you it, too. So I'm going to sneeze on your face. Yeah. And then, and, and so the funny thing about it is, is there's some people who are looking at the production of this uh, vaccine and they're skeptical about it because of how short of an amount of time it took. But then you think about not only did it take a short amount of time, but the efficacy rate of this stuff in these trials is like crazy. And yeah. I've listened to some podcasts or like political podcasts I've listened to. I actually heard one person say, that these things are almost like miraculously effective drugs. Like it's almost like a miracle that we got this thing out as yeah. fast as we did and for it to be as effective as it is. I was talking so, to a friend of mine who's a pharmacist and he's a very, very, he's very opinionated. He's very uh, researched. Like I know if I ask him, like he's gonna have a reason why he believes what he believes. And so we were talking one day, I said, well, you know, what do you think? You know, you're, you're in the pharmaceutical business. What do you think about that? And he said, well, I'm going to take it. And he's diabetic. Like he could be a high risk, but he said, I'm going to take it. Um, I, everything I've looked at looks legit. Um, I have nothing to doubt on it. And he said, and I said, well, why is this one different? And he said, well, the uh, one, it's the amount of eyes that's been on it. 
like you said, but it's also the amount of money that we've put into it. So he's yeah. like, you know, usually we don't put this much money into a flu vaccine. Um, and so the whole, like, why is it a, you know, MRNA, whatever, like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a live virus. It's this other. And he said, well, we could make any vaccine that way, but we don't because it costs a lot to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, this was all the effort of the world put on this. Yeah. They had the ability to use that and say, Hey, let's do it this way. It's going to be more effective. We can afford the bill to, because we got enough people on this uh, yeah. and enough money behind this to get this out and we can do it in yeah. a time. So he's like, it may change the way that, that all of these, you know, that the flu vaccine is done later because they may do it this way instead of that way. Yeah. Um, it may be more, more accurate, you know? So that, that kind of helped make sense of that for me. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, if you're, you know, if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. And I, and I remember, uh, you know, this one, but people think it's going to change your DNA sure. because of that, because they hear yeah. the word DNA and they go, Oh, it's changing your DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, you talk about the resources thing. Like I remember, uh, before Joe Biden got elected president, he was talking about how one of the things that he always said, I think he had one of his sons died of cancer and he was talking about in his, one of his early campaign kind of things. He said, like the same way that this, the, our country decided we're going to the moon back in the sixties, we're going to put all of our energy and resources into getting a man on the moon. We should put that, we should put that same amount of resources and energy into getting something for cancer. And I think what you're seeing is like that in real time. Like this was like the moon, this is like the moonshot analogy. This is like, what would happen if everybody decided to just come together and just determine like we're putting all of our focus into accomplishing this one thing. And this is what it looks like. Like, well, it's uh, suddenly, like during World War II, you know, when everyone here, like all the factories started to support the war effort because like mm -hmm. the whole country was in it and we got to get, you know, everything in on this um, factories that made sewing machines were making guns, you know, like mm -hmm. it was a united front. And I think this is probably the closest thing we've seen to that. Like you said, since then, or since the moon race or, you know, this, like yeah. you know, all of our resources are, are going into this. Yeah. And think, and think if you're somebody who has a disease or an ailment or condition and you're waiting on like a vaccine and you're waiting on the ones that normally take eight to 10 years Yeah. and you're sitting here and now all of a sudden you realize like, wait, like it's already here. This thing that's affecting me or this family member, this loved one, it's like, so, you know, think about, think about having something where you're like, this would probably be taken care of or something, or my life would be greatly improved if we had the vaccine for this particular ailment, but it takes eight to 10 years to make. And now you're seeing this one come out in the year. And so yeah. maybe suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, like that's possible. Right? Okay. So in that vein, I wanted, to, that's something I wanted to, to talk about is like, what if they came up with a vaccine for cancer? Mm hmm how many people would take that regardless of the risk because they've all had somebody who has died from it. Um, yeah. and the, the risk is real or like in my family, it's Alzheimer's like my, my mom's family, the entire side, like it's, it's pretty bad on that side. And so like, I worry about like, you know, my mom worries about it. I know, um, you know, my aunt, uh, me, you know, I'm, convinced that I'll, you know, I may stand a really good chance of getting it. If I could take something now, I, I'm, 
like if it's proven at all, I'm going to take it because yeah. like they gave my grandfather medicine to try to fight it. And the side effects of those were, were pretty crazy, mm-hmm. but it was better than, you know, if it was worth a shot, like if they're like yeah. it's got a 10% chance of working, take mm-hmm. it because yeah. that's yeah. all we got. Same thing with cancer. Like you, you know, we pump radiation into our bodies to fight cancer Yep. Or, you know, people who are on liver, you know, on transplants, they take medication that they know is probably going to to keep them from rejecting their organs, but it's also going to possibly give them cancer. Chemotherapy and, is no picnic either. And it's worth right the in. risk. You know, like, you know, people who have received organ donation, they take those meds all the time. And it's like, and then they start getting cancer, skin cancers and stuff. And it's like, well, that'll probably get me, but at least my organ will still stay. So, mm-hmm. um, if we looked at that the same way with the same urgency, or if we looked back 50 years and we said, you know, we could come up with a vaccine that would cure whatever. Yeah. And then we look across in other countries and we say, okay, like malaria AIDS is Mm -hmm. killing people by the millions. Yep. And if only they had the resources to cure it, like we don't have that Mm -hmm. because we have the resources. Yeah. We have all this stuff at our disposal. Yeah. And I'm not saying just because they're like, just stick it in your arm, go for it. But like that, like we're sitting here arguing first world problem. For sure. We have access to the cure for this pandemic. And we're deciding whether or not my social media opinion is going to allow me to take it. And there's other people <laughs> that are like, if my uncle would have had this, he wouldn't be dead. Yeah. Uh, right, you know, yeah. People who have lost people from this virus would gladly stick that needle in the arm of their loved one who's already gone and say, you know what? I lost them anyway. So what's it going to hurt? Right. Yeah. So it's all in your perspective, I think. Um, yeah. So the, the, the crazy thing for me is the mark of the beast thing. Like you said, I had someone ask me not long ago, uh, someone who I have a lot of confidence in, and you know, they were really struggling with this. And they said, do you mm-hmm. think that this could be, you know, the mark, everybody's always trying to figure out what the mark is all throughout history, you know, yeah. who the antichrist is and what the mark is. And I said, no, no, no. And he's like, well, I know, but you know, you read this and you hear this and you see this and, you know, microchips and all this stuff. And somebody Mm -hmm. told me this and, and I'm like, well, where do they get their news from? Well, it's probably a social media thing. Um, And so he said, but what if it is, then have we just, you know, uh, damned ourselves to, uh, you know, eternal suffering and hell? Like, have we, you know, completely wiped our soul's chance of heaven out because we took this mark. And I said, stop right there. Here's where, Mm -hmm. here's where I land on that. Jesus didn't die. Come to earth, put on flesh, live on this earth, carry a cross and be nailed to it and forgive all sins. If we believe just so that we can be tricked by a virus vaccine that we're using to try to get to be safe and to be healthy and to protect our families. He's not going to allow that to happen because if that's the case, he died for nothing because the vaccine can override his blood. If that's the case, if you're saying that I'm secure, unless I take this vaccine, then what good is the blood? Because it's overdone by this. I accidentally ruined my soul. It will not happen that way. Yeah, I'm not a prophecy person, but it won't happen because that's not God's in control of this thing. Yeah. And he's not going to allow that to happen. 
Dallas, where do you land on this? Like, where does your faith factor into this? And when you hear what Adam's saying, like, what does that, where does that get you? Where does that land you at? Um, I've always, uh, saw my faith in, in the, you know, we follow Christ and Christ's life was, uh, you know, he was holy and he sacrificed himself, himself for other people. Right. And so we are supposed to be Christ-like. And so, I've always done things. And I think that's why I do the whole jump in with two feet is, you know, we are, my life is meaningless if it means that other people either come to Christ or, or get another day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if that means that I need, you know, take a vaccine, then that's what I'll do. The reason why I got the vaccine so early is because I do emergency management and search and rescue. And so, you know, we're usually elbow deep with people, Mm -hmm. um, and so in order to be with those people and to save a few more, we, you know, we took the vaccine. We had places, you know, I had a cot with my name on it. If, if I got COVID that I would stay in and not be able to go home. Uh, so that way we could continue to operate if things got real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, with my faith, I, you know, I don't think a vaccine is going to keep me from heaven, but if it does allow me to, reach more people if it allows our church to open earlier so more lost people can get in those doors then good point i'll cut a toe off i'll cut a you know whatever needs yeah. to be done yeah um pack uh, part of my liver off again <laughs> you know whatever it is <laughs> yeah uh, then let's go do it you know i'm on board for it uh, yeah yeah i was point. i was i was looking up some you know and like i said people are making a lot of these decisions based on their faith in a lot of ways for for the vaccine and against the vaccine, I found whenever I was, you know, read try one of my regular days of reading the entire internet, which is what I do every day. Uh, <laughs> I found this it's article from religion, religionnews.com. And there was a Pew research survey that came out that said they asked diff- people of different religious denominations and non-religious people, like if they would definitely or probably get vaccinated and the, the two lowest ones the lowest percentages were black protestants at 64 percent and white evangelicals at 54 percent so like Mm. half according to this survey which was done in february of this year and they asked like 10 over 10,000 adults basically almost half of white evangelicals say they are only half of them are a little over half of them say they're probably or definitely going to get it and the other half are not and so this is not really something you can just like ignore based yeah. on this data as like, well, there's just a few fringe people in my church that probably feel this way. I mean, from the sounds of it, there's like a lot of people that yeah. feel this way and we shouldn't necessarily, and they're, like I said, they're doing it for a variety of different reasons. And whenever it comes to, and another thing is, you know, there's some news that came out about this Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine yeah. that, I guess one of the things that are making some people hesitant to take it of faith and Christians in particular is that it was made with, I guess, fetal cells from an aborted fetus from like the seventies or the eighties or something. And so that's making some Christians be like, I'm not going to take that vaccine because I feel like that that. is, that is something that is justifying or like, you know, advocating for abortion in, in some way. So People have all kinds of reasons. I have. For not I mean, taking, yeah. If I had taking this thing, if I had research that said that, I would definitely pick the one that didn't have that. 
Yeah. And, and if yeah. that was the only option, I think it would weigh on my decision a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that. What, what so, about like when Noah built the ark? What if he said, you know what? I just got faith that God's going to help us survive this. You know, we're because, you know, I go out here and build a boat. I look foolish. Um, you know, nobody else is building one. Mm-hmm. Um, my preacher isn't building one. You know, why? Why would I do that? Well, yeah. If you had the chance to save your family, what mm-hmm. if what if the boat leaks? What if I build this big boat and it falls apart? I'm not yeah. a good carpenter. Like I probably couldn't do a good job anyway. So like I'm just gonna just trust that it's gonna be fine. It probably won't be as bad as everybody says. Like to now looking back, that seems very reckless, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What if people look back on our decision now and said, if it hadn't have been for the the church, like this turns out this turns out to be the greatest scientific whatever that's ever been you know 20 years from now we look back and go wow that was super effective yeah that stopped it if it wasn't for the church we would have stopped it a year earlier and this many people wouldn't have died like Mm -hmm. why are we the ones that always have to be the weight to science when when we're the same people that will argue well science proves the bible um, or the Bible proof science. And yeah, I believe that. Like, I believe God created all these things and he gave people knowledge to be able yeah. to work within that, you know, within our world to discover this stuff. So yeah, if thousands and thousands of people who have dedicated their life to, you know, this field have the wisdom to come up with this and it seems to be working. Yeah. I, thank God. I, thir- I thoroughly believe that when God created everything, he also created science. <laughs> yeah, I think science you know, like the proof of that's, God. It, it's not like God created everything, but science is over here. It's like he created the ability to have these discoveries and make these developments. Yeah. He gave us the minds and the abilities to use and the gifts. You know, all the people that developed this vaccines had gifts gifts given to them by god to be put in this situation and then come together and be like let's solve this riddle let's get this thing yeah. going well, i think science is one of those things like every time we discover a new thing we peel back another layer of god yeah and it's like yeah. oh well, wow like, look what god did and it took us all this time to figure that out like yeah and like <laughs> arriving to like some sort of biblical conclusion like in the old testament and in its reference in the new like if people were sick or unclean they were not allowed in the city for a while. You know, that that's quarantine, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, if you were a, had some sort of disease, yeah. you were yeah. in a leper colony. Yeah, you were not allowed to be there. And it wasn't because they were trying to discriminate against him. It was because they didn't want a rash of outbreaks of that to destroy everyone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite verses is Deuteronomy 23:13. It says, carry a shovel with the rest of your gear once you have relieved yourself use it to dig a hole then refill it covering your excrement and it's that, because god's walking around in the camp it goes on to explain god's walking around the camp uh don't have anything indecent among you like that sounds weird and kind of dumb but like anytime there's been any sort of military expedition yeah, yeah the biggest thing that killed the most people was improper handling of sanitation people would yeah. get sick and die by the 
hundreds or thousands. You don't poop where mm-hmm. you eat. That's what yeah, I was... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's boiled down. You just quoted that verse. <laughs> yeah. Don't poop yeah. where you eat. So if, if Dallas ever becomes like famous and he's like signing autographs and you know, I put a verse at the bottom of it. Like, that'll be his verse and then they go <laughs> yeah. home and look it up and it's like oh wow he's yeah. gonna have that he's gonna have that written on his tombstone yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like right here so people are like oh Dal- what a rad verse it's like Dal- when Paul- born this date died this date don't poop where you eat yeah <laughs> it's like when paul tells timothy to drink a little wine instead of the water because the water was making him sick like yeah yeah you know he you know the water wasn't clean so you know a lot of these things are practical it's not you know we we like to spiritualize everything and say oh Mm -hmm. god said not to do that so it must be a sin it's like no god said not to do that because you're going to get sick right yeah Um, like you know or don't don't sleep around because it's going to cause an issue you know like a lot of the commandments were for their own good it was don't kill people because it's not good to do that don't steal (laughs) don't you know don't commit adultery with somebody's wife because he's going to come and beat you up (laughs) <laughs> like all of these things are not good stop yeah. doing it right it's not all yeah. like spiritualized yeah just, you know a so, god for living yeah so so i guess like i said wrapping this thing up a little bit like we're you know as this pandemic winds down and it does appear to be winding down we're coming to a point where we're going to be among each other again in church which means we're going to be among people who have been vaccinated and who have not been vaccinated and you're all you're both following jesus but you have very you disagree on this thing it's like how do you and maybe you get into a conversation with someone and then you realize like they didn't take it and you took it or and maybe they've got very strong you have very strong opinions on this particular topic like how do you handle it like how do you still you know through your faith like behave toward people who have who may passionately disagree with you on this particular thing. It's like, do you think once it gets back to normal Dallas, it's going to just, that's going to go away. Like once, once we're back open and we're not separated, this thing that separates us will be a little different or will it be like, I'm only going to hang out with people who are vaccinated. (laughs) I I think it could kind of go either way, depending on the people group, because I know some people that this is a big deal and like they won't let it go you know like they'll chase you down with it on either side and i think they'll have a harder time but i I think those people also just try to find divisive things they'll have a hard time until they find the next thing yeah like there's always going to be the next controversy or the next um thing i'm going to take a stand on to be edgy or to be rebellious or to be whatever Mm. but i think by and large people are going to i think the thought of everyone getting back together is going to far outweigh like inconveniences or or arguments yeah. hopefully that hopefully. people have had hopefully cooler heads will prevail for sure yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah and sometimes we just got to not go there yeah exactly so the maybe thing. there's three things you don't talk about at thanksgiving dinner religion <laughs> politics and vaccines <laughs> yeah like All i right. have i have people i have good friends of mine who are not going to get this vaccine or they've made decisions who are like, and they're Christians too. And they're like, I'm not getting this. Or they, one of them told me, I'm not getting these first round of 
things like Moderna, Pfizer, whatever. It's like, I might get one of the later ones because that one's actually a vaccine and these aren't vaccines and things like that. Yeah, that's where and, I'm like, where, where did you get this? Like, and, I, and I'm thinking, and then I remember I went up to him and I was talking to him. He's a good, he's a good friend of mine from college when we played music together. And I was talking to him on Facebook about it. And we kind of talk about politics and stuff. And he's very far, like, right. He, cons- he considers himself one of those guys that took the red pill like one of those guys, as they, as they say, and he's like, and he, and I was like, okay, well, hypothetically speaking, if I just ran up to you out of the blue and I just shot you with this vaccine, other than just being perplexed as seeing me and being like, oh, Hey, there's Blake. Like, what would you, what would go through your mind? Like, what would be the thing that like freaked you out the most? And he was saying like, well, I really don't want to take something that's not a vaccine that could give me an autoimmune disease later for a disease that has a 0.0009% chance of killing me. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. That's I mean, where I you're at. And I, I mean, and I was like, and I was like, okay. And then I just kind of said, well, I'm, I think a lot of people are doing this for other people as much as themselves. Yeah. And they're not worried about it killing them. They're worried about spreading it to someone who could really go down for it. At that, at that point, I realized there was no, like I was holding back feelings of being like there's a part of me that just wanted to just like get my fingers fire and just be like where are you getting this crap blah blah blah, blah. it's like <laughs> give me your sources and i'm like and but i just realized like my there's friendship no... to him is way more important yeah. than being yeah. right this guy and, you know, and be, i man. might be wrong but it's you just have i feel like you're just gonna you're gonna have these encounters and you're gonna have people who are very passionate about this stuff for a variety of reasons you may even have like in your own family i know i've got at least one person in my family who is very very passionate about not getting the vaccine and doesn't want anybody else to get it either and it's like do you really want the thing that causes a rift in your family to be this like is that really if you're going to have a rift in your family make it worth like an inheritance or something like (laughs) exactly yeah like at least get a farm out of the deal or a truck or something like don't do it over a shot are we gonna are we gonna section this out and go into a different uh different section now we've been when people the people have been clamoring for some segments. <laughs> yes. yes there's so every time that we do an episode we always have these great intentions of throwing in a couple of these segments that we came up with yeah and then adam and i constantly realize that we talk too much and then we just have to scrap them but we're gonna throw these in anyway even though we're yeah, probably it, running long. we're long today too but that's okay that's okay. This we'll is uh, on Dallas. Th- this is this is your uh, Sunday school teacher's least popular segment uh, called "Man, I wish that wasn't in the Bible." And if you haven't heard this segment in a while, that is not us saying, "Man, we wish we we man, we wish the Bible was different," or "Man, we don't believe the Bible," or "Man, whatever else." It's like sometimes when you stumble across a verse, there's like a you'll be reading the Bible Bible, and then you'll just be like you'll hit a verse and then that verse will just completely like challenge you in some way. Or you'll be like, Oh man, like I do that thing that that I'm not supposed to do as a Christian or it would be easier if that wasn't there. Exactly. So, uh, this is not a revisionist version of the Bible. No, no. Um, no, no. (laughs) So I will go first. Uh, if I had known ahead of time, I would have said that it was that Deuteronomy verse because I would really (laughs) like to, go to the bathroom wherever I want and not right, exactly. 
We've, so we've made references to, to yeah. we've made references oh. to burying our poop with a shovel and peeing in a lake in the same. <laughs> and, and Dallas brought both yeah, of them to the table. <laughs> yeah, Dallas. We're bringing the important source. stuff here. We knew Look that the oh, we the one thing that was missing from this podcast to really round it out with some yes. solid bathroom humor. Yes, and now we're and here. Dallas has brought double barrels with it. Okay, <laughs> well here we go. So let's see if this falls in the category. So we talked about this and what in the word this past week is Deut- or Ephesians five four. Uh, let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk or crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. I, I don't think that includes bathroom humor. Like everybody goes to the bathroom so that's not that's not crude uh, yeah but yeah that one we talked about in what in the word so i won't go into that one a lot but um that one is definitely one that makes me go man like just <laughs> let me have something you know because you know i can follow the rules you give me a set list of words i can't say like i'll i'll stick to that yeah give me um you know a set topic that i can't talk about but when you say I don't know. It's just the nature of your conversation. Oh man. Like it's even the things you insinuate, the things that you think about saying or chuckle at to yourself or the things that you listen to and take in, you know, part of conversation is listening as well as, as saying. So, um, you know, the things that I listen to uh, and then go, ha ha ha, you know, it's funny. And then I get out and I put on my church face and, Mm. you know, act like everything is, is holy. Um, (laughs) You know, I need to check my motives, I guess. Um, yeah. I think we all do on that. So, yeah, it's like, and I'd, I'd be lying if I said that verse wasn't challenging for me, too. It's like, let there be oh. no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. Oh, you mean all the good jokes? Yeah. Like all the best jokes? You just want me to get rid of those? Because guess what? Those they're are the not, ones you should not the think most. they're the best, Blake. They're, I shouldn't think they're the heart. best. Check your heart. They're the ones that I tend to laugh at the most because of because that's just me being honest and so whenever i so whenever i hear crude jokes it makes me tempted to be like get those same reactions it's like oh man that's like it appeals to your nature yes a thousand i mean like we were born with that and that's something that we kind of got to kill is the desire to have that reaction from things that are not you know so it's like you don't always have to be walking around bless you bless you bless you but like sometimes you just let it go. Yeah. You go, man, I had something so funny to say there. But, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna right. let that ride, right? So, so Mike, I'm gonna go ahead. How about you? I'm gonna go and bust out mine, which is uh first John 3 15. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. The reason why I picked this verse is because I would be lying if at some point in my life i didn't think to myself oh i hate them like as it get, like it's a ba- like like them you know, who like it's just everybody well, there was, well whenever i was like <laughs> i mean in high just school a, or something a person. if there was okay. if yeah if it was like a person doing like like when you see somebody doing like terrible things or you hear like a news story about someone who just committed some just act of evil that is so wicked or whatever it's like you don't look at them and say yeah i love you it's like there's a part of you that like and there's a part of you that looks at certain people that have either done something to you or done something to other people and your initial reaction like gut level isn't love your enemy you know i'm gonna love you or yeah i just really dislike you it's like oh my yeah. it's like i, hate I wish you. they weren't here 
yeah. I wish you were not here. And the idea yeah. that this is just one of several times where I feel like uh, God, Jesus, the Bible, they all, they're, they'd let you know, like, it's the thought equates to the action. It's like, and you don't think mm -hmm. that just because you didn't do, like, you know, the whole idea of hating someone being equivalent to murder, being a murderer. It's like, it, it's always challenging you to not just clean up your actions. It's clean up your thoughts. And yeah. so it's just something, I'm not saying that I go around and necessarily do this all the time. I know that my, I know that sometimes whenever I'm doing, uh, whenever I see something, uh, somebody on TV or see or hear about something, I will try like, my initial instinct made to go to like a hateful place, but it's just like, you just got to like pull back. Uh, yeah. Try it. to Turn try it. not to go there. So that's just kind of a thing that I feel like that everybody can. Well, it's like on. a lot of other things. I don't think you have to go all the way to the point of saying they're wonderful. You, <laughs> you just got to leave it in the middle and say, you know what? If I say anything, it's not going to be good. So I'm just going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So Dallas, Dallas you're, you got, you're new to this. You're our guest. Yeah. Get, get in here and give us yours. Uh, mine's probably similar to Blake's. And I had found a few that were similar probably to both of your alls. But um, the one that I picked was Matthew 50 or 55, 43 and 44. Uh, you have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, <laughs> yeah like that one is is hard because like growing up it we always anybody everybody would reference the you know hate is murder and so people would just say either they would say hate the sin and love the sinner like we mm -hmm. would dance around it or they'd be like i don't hate them yeah. i just really don't like them which really yeah, it's them. the same thing like you're just dancing around you never changed the way you felt or like the um uh, uh what is it give you know if your enemy's hungry or they're thirsty yeah so give you'll heap yeah. coals of fire on their head you'll be heaping it's still coals one of those of fire like, we on only did it because we're like ha this is gonna hurt them like that <laughs> yeah like we like that verse because like and yeah like, that'll I'm, show I'm taking them. a spiritual gun to them and like i'm hurting them and that's not like this one i feel like uh, takes it up enough it takes it up that you show uh love your enemies yeah. and pray for them that like you know they're not that you it's not just like i'm just not gonna like you you know i'm supposed to love that person and if i love that person and they're acting this way how would i treat them yeah now is it possible to love someone but not like them i think yeah. you cannot agree with like what they're standing for or what they're doing um do you think that peter and paul liked each other <sighs> probably not because when you go, oh, yeah, if you like, dig into that, they left. They, they yeah. went head to head a lot. Um, yeah, but they loved and I think each other. Because and like, if you get on social media or anything where there's any sort of like polarizing argument, people will outright be like, "I wish that they would die," you know. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody dies, people celebrate their death because they didn't agree with them. Yeah. And uh, if I truly loved somebody I didn't agree with or who I would consider my enemy, I would wouldn't want them. I wouldn't wish death upon them. Especially, I wouldn't wish hell upon them um, here yeah. yeah here's like rush limbaugh just died and like people were like yeah here, like, here's people a were cheering about get him out of the way 
And it's like, well, just because he's on the other side of the aisle from you, like he was still yeah. a soul. Like he was still well, here's, a person. Here's a perfect example of that. So I did something that was, uh, that actually took me a little bit of effort to do, which was if you wanted to see actual like internet hate come out in full force, like remember when Trump got COVID? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, people were. Yeah. And so I posted on Facebook, I was like, I'm going to very, I'm going to ask everyone and even begrudgingly pray for this man. And, yeah. and I, and I, you know, I was like, that's what, I mean, how often do we, you know, how often do we go about our lives and either like somebody at, you know, your, your work, somebody that's, you know, a good friend of yours, a family member, or somebody even in your church is like just doing you wrong. Your initial instinct isn't to be like, I'm going to go pray for them. It's right. like, yeah. yeah. And, and so, well, you know, what's funny is like, you used to see people that would post this stuff with Trump's face on it. And they would say, you know, we need to pray for our president. Those people, I haven't <laughs> saw those people posting a picture. Of Biden and, saying <laughs> right. the same thing. and and I'm not picking yeah. a side on that. Like, yeah. but if it's, if you're really just, you know, and they would say, well, even if you don't agree with him, we need to pray for him. Okay. Post the same thing for the new guy. Yeah. And if you believe yeah. that he's way more, you know mm -hmm. sinful you probably need to pray harder yeah. you know if that's truly what you believe instead of saying oh let's let's let this burn and then we'll all point and say oh it's his fault like we need to lift all yeah. of these people yeah. up that's it and because they are still yeah. a soul mm -hmm. yeah, yeah like like even like i mean everybody takes it to hitler you know like that's the biggest travesty because you know like all the bad things he did you know, think of all the good that could have happened if he wasn't the mm. way he was. Yeah, if he you had know? chosen a different yeah. path. Um, yeah. I'm not happy that. But it's like, because you disagree with me, I need, you just need to be yeah. gone. It's like, no, we can still coexist. Yeah, every single person, no matter how deplorable we think they are, like, it's a travesty that they go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I struggle with this one. Like, this one is one I struggle with because, like, you know, if you're not, if you're not on my side, it's harder for me to want to have it, a, if, anything if, to do with you or, or yeah. do anything that would witness to you. Or Okay. Well, I know this is going to lengthen it just for a second, but who cares? Uh, so what if that person, so let's just say whoever that person is, went their whole life and were just deplorable. They were just the worst. And an hour before they die, they ask God for forgiveness. And then everyone celebrates them. And it says, man, this, you know, they're in heaven and, mm -hmm. you know, and all this stuff. And like, is there a part of you that would go, that doesn't seem fair. Like he was <laughs> oh, awful. Yeah. And then God's just going to forgive him like that. Like just that easy. Yeah. But it's like, no, that's the definition of grace. Like exactly, that's, yeah. you know, if it's we believe that we can receive it, then we have to be able to believe that other people can. And yeah. we have to be able to give it. Yeah. But um, Chad was the worst, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan's the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like, if if you really are about following Jesus and you want people to get saved, that includes the people you don't like. Well, I heard it said one time: we want grace for ourselves and justice for others. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, that's oh, big. they yeah, they were bad. They deserve to be punished. But now me, I'm. I'm mostly good. You know, I, I want God's yeah. grace to cover me, but now them, yeah, they deserve to burn. Speaking of convictions, 
Oh. One last segment before Segway. we follow this nice thing out. Look at me. Yeah. Segway. All right. right in this is something what we've never really done before. It was formerly named Jesus Face Palm because it was just things that would make Jesus slap his forehead at us. Uh, we changed it to Conviction Corner, which is just things that we've kind of examined about our lives that we realize, like, yeah, yeah, that's not, I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus would do. I probably need to change that up a little bit. I probably need to rededicate my energy to something else. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, start it off. You've been wanting to share this for a while. It's really been I on have. your heart. Yeah, I have. Uh, Should have stood up in church and testified about this. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have. And I'll tell you why <laughs> later. No, that. so, all right. So I've been playing fantasy football for the last, uh, I'd say, 10 or 15 years, something like that. And there's something to be said about the creativity that goes into fantasy team names. And I know that for me, I was, whenever I first made the name for my current team, I was just wanting to get a laugh out of my friends. And the, on, for, upon further examination, it kind of falls in line with Ephesians 5, 4, which is let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. But instead, this place instead there'll be Thanksgiving. But does it say unless it's really really funny? In that, I think like, there's a it's in the NIV. I think it's in the NIV. There's something like yeah, exactly. This is uh, really funny. Or unless there's three or more people there that will laugh. <laughs> yes. Well, and and the funny thing is, is like last season, one my the people that were in my group were like, Blake's got the best name. It's like he's got the best name out of all of us. It's just hilarious because. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh or whatever. But then I got to thinking about it and I was like, if Ava came up to me and said, hey, dad, what's your fantasy football team name? I couldn't say it in front of her. <laughs> it's it's that crude of a joke that my daughter should not hear it. So it wasn't a curse word, right? It was not a curse word, but it was it, it was, was yeah, it was just it, inappropriate. It was very, it was it was very much inappropriate, and okay. I was. So did this conviction was, come like because of something, or did it just gradually like wear on you? I think or it just it gradually just... kind of creeped up on me. Like I was just sitting there. The more I thought about it, and the more like I just realized, the more that I looked at it, I was like, I don't know if I can really call myself a Christian and claim to be following Jesus and have this name for my team. And so I was like. But now I'm thinking like, well, what do I change it to? And so then I was, you know, I'm, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And because uh, Joe Burrow went to where I went to college or lived where I went to college, I thought about changing it to Burromance, which I think oh. would be pretty, that's about as bad as I can see. I'm all about puns, but this other yeah. name, this other name was not a pun. It was just a Dallas straight up. Football is the brown ball that is oval looking. The one that looks like <laughs> Arnold's head. Yeah. Like what? Uh, hey Arnold's head. Yes. Hey yes. Arnold's head. Okay. Yeah. Dallas doesn't do the sports. No. Nickelodeon reference. This yes. is the one that has random arbitrary point amounts for random things you do. Yeah. Right? This is worth exactly. three, and that's worth six. Yeah. So yeah. three. Mine's six, actually kind of kind of related. Um, in a way, it's mine's related to my fantasy sports as well. So I do fantasy baseball. I don't do fantasy football because it's boring. Um, but I do fantasy. <laughs> because it's it's a lot more uh, nerdy. Shots fired. So, yeah. So. Uh, my fantasy baseball, I actually started it when we started uh, going to our church. I never played fantasy baseball. wasn't a huge – I never played fantasy anything. And wasn't even a huge baseball fan. I just, you know, liked it okay. But they were offering a league within the church 
And I thought, well, that would be a good opportunity. My wife said, you should do that. Like, that would be a good opportunity for you to meet some people that are in this church. So I did it. Didn't know anything about it. Uh, signed up. Didn't even know who half the players were. And just picked a team. And then, like, those people became some of my best friends at our church because we were texting back and forth and we were talking. And, you know, they would look me up after service and be like, oh, what's your team doing this week? You know? And so it became this ongoing thing that kind of developed this camaraderie. So I really enjoyed it. And then I kind of got, like, I have a tendency to get a little um, intense at times. <laughs> and like, if there's competition, um, like I, I don't have to win, but you're, you need to lose. And <laughs> so, uh, even if you're playing the sports equivalent of yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. It's fantasy, and yeah, it's get... imaginary sports team, yeah. but, you know, whatever, uh, pretend baseball. And so, anyway, this kind of became a thing that I enjoyed to the point that, like, I would spend a lot of time on my phone researching and making trades and all this stuff. And it was always, like, trying to find this loophole, trying to find this, you know, this extra little edge, which, you know, is what you do. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it became time consuming and it became something that took away from my family. And then I joined another league and I was playing in like two or three leagues. And some of these guys, I didn't even know most of them. And, you know, I was in that and like this and year they, and they had to lose two, right? Yeah. They had to lose two, but they didn't because <laughs> I wasn't very good in that one. And so long story short, like then it became to where like, these are the people I'm playing church or I'm going to church with and I'm playing this fantasy sports team with. And I caught myself almost trying to, like not manipulate maybe, but like, um, you know, you're trying to trade with these people that you go to church with and you're trying to win the trade. You know, you're not trying to be dishonest, but you're like, Oh man, you know, this guy's really, really good. You should probably trade. You know, you would really like him. Yeah. You know, it's like, why are you getting rid of him? Um, and you know, I kind of started feeling a little bit guilty about being that intense about it because, <laughs> you know, it was just like, I don't, you know, I just want, I did this to have fun. Um, and now it's consuming a lot of time and like, it's kind of making me be a little too into this. And so last year during COVID, like baseball was shut down, everything was kind of crazy. And I just sort of found other things to do um, during the winter. It's a fun thing to do. And when, it, when spring hits, it's like really exciting. Well, baseball didn't start till the middle of summer. By the time it started, I was, I could not have cared less. Um, I didn't hmm. set my lineups most of the time. Like they, I was the assistant commissioner and the commissioner was like, well, you're not doing anything. So, I got to find somebody who will and so he promoted <laughs> me. Um, and, you know, it was just like, I don't even know if I'm going to play next year. And he was like, Oh, come on, you got to, you know? And so he kind of, he said, man, just look at it. Like brothers, just having fun together. Don't take it so serious. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That's a good point. I did this to meet people and to hang out with you guys. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of gotten away from that. So I dropped the other league because it was just taking time. I'm just in the one and I'm just going to have fun with it. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I think I had got it out of its place. So yeah, it's, that's and now I know what, and now I know what your tombstone is going to say. Uh, Adam Hawkins, born this date, died this date. I don't have to win, but you have to lose. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag winning. Yeah. All right. Dallas, so Dallas, do you, do you have Dallas, anything? Do you have one? I, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it, so I, I'm not real sure what to to really put out there because there's, there's lots of things. There's lots of things. Um. Anything I mean, recent like, happen or anything that you find yourself kind of gravitating towards? I know that going, there's uh, certain wells that you go to. Right. Um, probably the one that maybe comes up like first in my head is like, especially with COVID happening for the last year, 
like working at the church has become a lot more. And I found myself sometimes seeing it more of a, maybe of a job, like entire sermons will go by and I'm like, I don't really remember anything about them. And I was here for two. Um, mm, yeah. Because I, I just kind of got into this. So in your, in your church, you serve as tech. I do like the tech nerd stuff. <laughs> the Mandalorian <laughs> like side <sit>. of things. <laughs> and, and security, right? Yeah. And security. And, because and you're so, a criminal justice, sir. Yeah. So yeah. It, it rounds out all the things that uh, that I do otherwise. But I, I kind of found myself just kind of going, cashing out a little bit. It's like if you have to be there two times a Sunday for a year, not in it, and I love doing it, but I found myself getting lazy and not being as intentional being there. Um, so, what do you do about I, that? Uh, try to like stick my head back in the game more, um, trying to pay attention more, take notes, uh, because during, especially during the sermon, uh, I get a little bit less busy. And mm-hmm. so, like, making sure to, like, actually pay attention and doing things to make myself pay attention. Because if you're there for a long time, it's easy to kind of start drifting off a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. or paying attention to the, the task at hand, moving the camera mm-hmm. or, or doing whatever. I think it's hard yeah. for anybody who serves. Yeah. Uh, so it, and it's gotten a whole lot better uh, since then. Uh, and, you know, it's, you know, with, you know, we all have kids. You know, that, that affects them too. If you can't engage with what the sermon was about yeah, uh, with them. And so that's helped there as well. And in and, and coming, since things are starting to perk up a little bit, yeah, uh, we're getting more volunteers. So uh, that's kind of help like disengage myself with working there a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I think we're actually going to going to wrap this thing up. I know we've had uh, we've had a lot to say about this uh, particular topic and a few others, but um, you know, Dallas, thanks for thanks for hopping in on this one. Uh, probably won't be, probably won't be the last time that you do. Uh, you know, this has been this has been a conversation that I know that people are probably already having, and that Christians and since are Dallas having. Dallas is so eager to volunteer for things. We may just say, hey, we need we need a third wheel. Um, you're in right yeah yeah sure. I'm in. yeah i'm in what's yeah, that course. mean <laughs> yeah what, what is it yeah exactly so uh so i'm just glad that we were able to just kind of have a loose talk about this and uh and get these thoughts out there and you know this is something that we we should be continuing to pray over because you know we're not out of the woods yet with this whole thing and we're just now starting to kind of get out of the woods but you know, what the other side of that is going to look like, I think is going to, a lot of that is going to be depend on us and how we, you know, how we act and how we act toward each other. And so uh, as we do, as we tend to with these things, we, uh, we close these things out in prayer and I'd kind of, Adam, if you're up for it or Dallas, I don't, whichever one would like to do it can go for it. All right. All right. If you're, listening and you're able to pray uh, with your eyes closed, do that. But if not, if you're driving, please don't do that. Uh, but, but let's pray. God, uh, we thank you so much for these guys uh, that have taken time out of their day, uh, taking time out of their schedule to just meet and, and, and talk about you. Uh, we don't understand all the things that's going on in the world right now. And if we pretend like we do, uh, we're lying to ourselves and everybody else. Lord, there's, there's a lot of things 
uh, that that are unsure right now and people are scared people are uh, worried about you know what's going to happen and uh, that's natural and so god we don't make light of that at all uh, we don't pretend to have the answers but we know that you do uh, so god i pray that you'd help draw us all closer to you and we know that if we draw closer to you you will help us and guide us and lead us and you'll help us to be able to deal with other people uh, i pray that somebody that's listening to this would get something from this uh, some peace if nothing else uh, maybe a break from you know this new normal that we've been living in to just sit back and laugh and and understand that you know we're all just navigating these waters as best we can so uh, god i pray that that this is a blessing to to someone else i know it has been to us uh, we ask all these things in jesus name amen amen Thank you for listening to The Real Legend Podcast. We hope that something that was said today inspires you to come to know God in a real way. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to help you on your journey. So email us at realreligionpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-I-G-I-O-N pod at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on social media. Thank you for your support.